You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there are times when we really feel like your servant Daniel, trembling at your presence. But Lord, you show yourself to your people not to cause them to tremble, but to cause them to be at peace, knowing that you care for them at all times, in all places, in all ways. Almighty and merciful God, in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, we ask that you would bless the words that will be spoken this morning, Lord, and that they may come alive in the ears of the hearers. It is in your name, Lord Jesus, that we ask for these things in this way. Amen. Amen. One of the favorite things of my two youngest grandchildren, affectionately known by their pap as the Twinner Boys, is to play with puzzles, especially the youngest one of the twins, if you understand what I mean. So, what he will do is he will turn those puzzles upside down. And of course, when you do that, the pieces are scattered and you no longer can see the message or the import of that puzzle until it's put back together. What I have to share with you this morning is not spoken much in the church and needs to be put together. So I have to go back and begin to show you this assembly to September 3rd. On September 3rd, I was supposed to take a piece of equipment that I had to take it to have its service because there was a recall where the throttle would stick wide open. I was called on the 2nd of September and said, September 3rd won't work. Make it September 10th. No problem. September 10th, I get up early in the morning. I load the piece of equipment. I take it up. Now, some of you have heard this story. And I am now in Horn's RV Center, recreational vehicles. We had a Polaris that needed to have a throttle changed on it. So as we're pulling into the parking lot, there is this tractor trailer there, and it's filled with power sports equipment. A lot of power sports equipment. So we pulled in and we just walked around a little bit and waited for 
the yard manager and the technician to recognize us. We're just looking at different pieces and all of a sudden this truck driver comes around the back of the bed and he looks at me and he speaks some words. Remember what you forgot is how he said it. Or he said, know what you forgot. I'm like, oh, that's pretty strange. But I thought about it a little bit and then I realized that that was an important thing for me to understand. So as this moves forward more quickly, we are finally told, listen, they have to get some more pieces off of this. The driver has to unstrap these pieces of equipment. So bring your machine over here. Maybe, maybe we can get it done uh, by the time it takes him to get the truck ready. So we do so. And afterwards, I mean, it only took them 15, 20 minutes, and then we're putting the machine back on the truck. And the truck driver speaks to me again. And he speaks those words. Now, he was from Virginia. So, being from Bushkill Township, I had to put the words in a way that I understood them better. So I understood what he was saying to me. Don't forget what you know. Don't forget what you know. I didn't realize it at the time, but over the course of the time, I realized that this was a spiritual connection that was taking place. Per se, I didn't realize it at the time. But there we are, there's the yard manager, and there is the technician. They're waiting to unload this truck and there is the truck driver. He's on one side of his cab with his foot up on the diesel tank. I'm on the passenger side of his truck with my foot on the diesel tank and we're praying. All from this one little piece. Don't forget what you know. And we went into this beautiful prayer. His prayer was powerful and pointed and he just went through all of these wonderful pieces about knowing don't forget these powerful pieces and just like that we loaded up the equipment and we left but it stuck with me because before I left he gave me a piece of paper all outlined on points of scripture that I printed out and gave to 20 other people and explain to them the parable of reaping a harvest. That one encounter that truck driver took now reached many more people and however many people after that. So the last thing I said to him before we parted was, how did the Christ in you see the Christ in me? And he looked at me and said, because you were patient. You did not hurry anybody. You didn't look at me to hurry me. I've seen the patience of our Lord in you. That's why I approached you. So then we go forward. That's a Saturday. So now we go to Tuesday. Tuesday we have a group of people that they never just cease to amaze me. They're a phenomenal bunch of people. Like We sit at table together and we're going through the one year Bible. And we get to this one point 
See how the puzzle starts to come together. And the person sitting to the right of me who usually sits here at the 9.30 service, Jerry Lewis, says, I have a question, because this is what we do on a Tuesday night. We read the one-year Bible for the seven appointed days, then we come together and we talk about it. And we look and have understanding and blessing by the Spirit to guide us on the way. Jerry comes in and he says, I was reading this piece of scripture and the Spirit told me, fold the page, fold the corner of the page. So the corner of the page that he folded said this, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul is saying, 14 years ago I knew a man who was caught up to the third heaven. What is this third heaven? And I just explained to them, I can't tell you what the third heaven is because I've never been there. And I will not speak on something speculative. All I can tell you is that Paul had a Jesus encounter that changed him. And he's referring to it as the third heaven. The conversation went forward, and Lois Izello, a member of that group that sits at table, says, well, if there's a third heaven, there must be a second and a first. And we had that discussion. So it then moves. The puzzle pieces start to fit together on how we got to this day. The celebration of St. Michael and the angels. We can see that God puts these things together over the course of time. So there's a difference between what can be seen and what is unseen. And that was the explanation that we laid on the table. That the second heaven is the fact that out of all of the things that we know as people, only a very small percentage can be seen by the human eye. There is so much more surrounding us that is unseen that what is seen is just a small piece. So we talk about the fact that, well, maybe the first is that which we can see in time and space. And the second would be that which we can't see. So we have scripture that supports this incredibly so. One of the scriptures is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Be hospitable to everybody because you may not know when you have entertained an angel. And that's what I feel had happened to me and why I told you the story about the truck driver. I've never seen him before. I will probably never see him again until the New Jerusalem. But I'm okay with the fact that he encouraged us and sent a message don't forget what you know. Don't be distracted. Make sure you know and remember your Lord every day. There's also the account in 2 Kings chapter 6. This is the prophet Elisha. The difference between seen and unseen. Elisha's servant is with him. And he's trembling because there's this great army of Aram that is surrounding them. And his servant says to the prophet, Aren't you concerned? There's this vast army. 
And Elijah says, do you not see the Lord's army? And his servant said, no. And the prophet Elijah bows his head and he prays, Almighty and merciful God, please let my servant see. And in that instant, God opened the eyes of Elijah's servant and he could see that the whole mountain was filled with chariots of fire, that the Lord's army was there to fight against those who have come against Elisha and the people. Read the story and see what happens on how God delivers them. Or how about in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, when Peter says, the devil prowls like a roaring lion, waiting for someone to devour. Do you see the lion? I don't see it. But Peter was able to see it. And tells us that the devil is not someone who is far away from us. The devil is so close to us that he's just waiting for a weakness so that he can pounce on us. So there is a difference between what is seen and unseen. And not everybody sees. So then we have to understand about the angels that come to protect. Not only our Lord Jesus in when he is wandering in the wilderness and being tempted by Satan. Satan uses the word of God and says, uh, why don't you throw yourself off of the temple here? And because it is written that the angels will take charge of you and you will not dash your foot against a stone. So we can see that in the spirituality of things, we have one who opposes our God and is absolutely purposed on causing us to stumble and fall. But God in his mercy has his angelic host right there to help us in these most difficult times. And again in Matthew chapter 18, it tells us that Jesus speaking that all of the children have angels that see the face of God at all times. So that we are comforted and knowing that God knows who we are, where we are, what we're going through, and provides the angelic host to care for us and to protect us from the assaults of the adversary. We see these things and we don't pay attention to them very much. Last week we sang the national anthem as the pastor introduced it, which is a mighty fortress. Now listen to the third and the fourth verse of a mighty fortress and how it is a witness and testimony to us that we are in a difficult situation where the one who opposes our God is constantly trying to attack us. But thank God for the good angels that he has also sent to protect us. This is a subject we don't talk about in the church very much because people think we're crazy. But we're not. Listen to what you sang last week. Though hordes of devils fill the land all threatening to devour us, the lion prowls.
We tremble not, unmoved we stand. They cannot overpower us. Let this world's tyrant rage, the one who opposes our God, in battle will engage. His might is doomed to fail. God's judgment must prevail. One little word subdues him. God's word forever shall abide no thanks to foes who fear it. For God himself fights by our side with weapons of the spirit. Were they to take our house, goods, honor, child, or spouse, though life be wrenched away, they cannot win the day. The kingdom is ours forever. Spiritual warfare is an absolute reality. Do you know that Martin Luther wrote ten sermons on the angels? None of them which were translated into what's called Luther's works. For they were a little bit concerned in the language that Martin uses in those sermons because he identifies very clearly and puts forth very clearly that the power of the one who opposes our God is real and is constantly exerting himself against us. So they left those sermons untranslated. I happen to have one that was translated in 1985. It was translated by Bengt Hoffman. My wife and I had the distinct privilege of knowing Bengt and his wife Pearl, and we sat at table with them and we reclined with them. What does that mean? In other words, we sat in a teaching environment with him and we became friends with him and his wife and would be able to sit around and have open discussion. It is called On the Angels. It is a most powerful piece. This is the first translation of one of Martin's sermons on the subject in English. It was done in 1985 and is still not widely known. As a matter of fact, when I was speaking to my brother this morning, he says, ooh, leave that with me today because they are not published. It is a powerful, powerful piece where Martin clearly puts forth the fact that we are under a constant assault by the one who opposes God. But Martin goes on in this specific sermon to say, praise God for his angels that are so close to us to protect us at all times from all of these assaults that are placed upon us. This brings me to a point that I am extremely concerned about, and I don't know how many other people are. I know that Pastor Jenkins and I have talked about this on occasion, but I'm going to ask you a question. About three or four weeks ago, you preached a sermon, and you were telling us about the generation called the nuns. What generations were they? I don't know. 
turn my mic on so you can all hear me. Yep. Um, the nuns is not a generation. Right. It's a group of people okay. who increasingly identify when they're asked their religious affiliation check box that says none. None. This is how the puzzle fits together. We encounter, we are called to know and not forget. We can see that the one who is against us is so close to us, he's, as, he's closer than our own shirt. But God sends ministering angels to help us. And Brother Martin helps us to understand this in these sermons on the angels. And now we come to this point where there are people who are identifying as not related, not religious, not affiliated. This concerns me. This concerns me. And here is why. If a house is left unprotected, it is easier to be broken into. I have seen since 2020 an alarming absence of baptisms. Baptism is our invitation by Almighty God to be in that book of life. It alarms me. I know that people are still having children, but they're not having them baptized. They're at an unfair advantage because now it gives the one who would break into that house an easier time. Baptism isn't an insurance policy. It's an assurance policy. Assuring that God has recognized you as a child and will protect you. This is a difficult subject we're speaking on this morning. One that is not spoken on often. But if you look at our scripture passages for today, it purposefully tells us this is what we need to hear. Because with Daniel, Daniel, again, sees this angel. If you read the portion before where your scripture started this morning, there were other people there. But they fled and therefore did not see or experience what Daniel experienced. Daniel was in the presence of one of God's angels. And he fell on his knees trembling. And the angel basically said, yo, stand up. You don't worship me. You worship God. I'm just sent by him to help you. And he is brought to the attention of the fact that it took 21 days for him to battle through the hordes of devils to get to him. Michael, the archangel Michael, had to help defeat the one who opposes God so that this angel could stand and speak to Daniel and point him to the fact that God's going to win. God's going to win. This is how it's going to take place when it moves to chapter 12. And when we look at the book of Revelation for today, it tells us that there was a war. It was the language that was used. There was a war in heaven. And the archangel Michael defeated and overpowered the serpent. 
the adversary of God, the devil, and threw him down. And if you remember how this Revelation passage ended for today's reading, those who are of the sea and of the earth, you're under attack. And then the gospel for today is Jesus sending out messengers to proclaim before he gets there that the kingdom of God is near. Again, he holds us up and says, yes, these things are going to happen, but do not be full of yourself because the demons submit to you, but be more aware of the fact that you are written in the Lamb's book of life. Spirituality and these phenomenons are something you don't hear often. No, don't forget that there is one whose only purpose in being is to get you to move away from Christ. That's his only purpose. But Praise Almighty God for the heavenly angels that he sends to help us and minister to us in these difficult times. And then we can indeed engage in battle because one little word subdues him. Jesus. Amen. My vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me save that Thou art. Be Thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, Thy presence my light.